Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here we are with another, another uh, episode of the Neil World Order Podcast. It's not good if I'm getting tongue-tied right at the beginning. Uh, today kicked my ass. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I was outside all day. Uh, didn't get as much done for as much time as I spent out there, but I definitely cooked in the sun. It was in the 90s again today. Uh, June is here. Uh, I believe we're still a few weeks till summer actually officially starts. But, you know, like I said, the temps have been in the 80s and 90s, which hasn't been terrible, really, because the humidity has kind of stayed away, and hopefully that uh, trend continues. We were uh, actually put in a... Uh, I put in power to our pergola tonight. We were actually going to build a... Um, grill shelter and we got some boards that were too short and then when I went to swap them out they didn't have the 10 foot board so that's going to be put off I guess till next weekend as we continue to build like the fortress on our deck but um yeah so I was putting power out to the pergola because we have a fan there and we've been running an extension cord that goes up to the uh power by the French doors but I don't know. I just thought it would be easier to have the power right there. Uh, so I had to run some PVC, run the wire through it, uh, call Brandon a few times, call my dad a few times. And uh, you know what? It worked on the first try. So uh, knock on wood that it's still working tomorrow because I buried the pipe and everything already. And um, yeah, after I've had these materials for three years. I'm not even lying. I just never... Uh, got around to doing it. I'm like that guy that says I'll do it in a minute and never does it. But I, but I've been doing a lot of stuff. Uh got out of mowing the grass t- today. Uh Kylie actually did it and I don't envy that task as hot as it was and dry as the grass was, which is crazy because we had two days of uh storms. I just think it's been uh you know, it's been warm. It's been like one of those um like I said no humidity. I think it's just the sun is just beating down on you, which is kind of crazy because I read that it's actually supposed to be a colder summer, but I don't know. Does any of that shit really ever have any truth to it? I feel like we can barely predict the day-to-day weather, let alone like, you know, a whole season. That's why I think that's part of the reason I'll buy into the climate change shit. We can't predict like the next 24 hours, but they're telling us what's going to happen the next 25 to 30. It just seems stupid. But uh, cooler evenings would be awesome. It definitely cooled off tonight. We uh, ate outside, and that was nice. There was a nice breeze blowing in. You know, we have great space outside between. We have a very large deck. Uh, There's not much flat land on our back lot. So it kind of like after the deck and the pergola, it all kind of goes downhill. But between the deck and the pergola, it's it's really nice. We were out on the pergola last night. A little warm. Um, that's why it was a must to get the power up to that ceiling fan <laughs> so we could uh, have that cool breeze blowing in. And we built a, like I was, I know I talked about it, we built walls around the pergola a few weeks ago. Last week we put up a lattice wall on the one side of the deck just to give us a little more privacy and Pretty much so we don't have to look at our neighbors because we're those people. But, uh, you know, I think if we ever, I think that's a big thing where, like, if we ever get more, we move, we definitely want land and to not be in a subdivision like we are now. But I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I kind of keep to myself, like, 
I don't like my neighbor. There's two neighbors kind of behind me. I don't like the, there's some new people off to one side. They seem cool. Um, the one lady on the right can't control her dogs and the people on the other side of me, they, they, they do their own thing and they're quiet. So they don't bother me, but I'm just not one of those neighborly kind of guys. Just do me and I'll do you. But I guess that's, that's my day uh, so far in a nutshell. I'm literally got showered and it was almost like what I don't even know what time is it it's after 10 right 10 30 11 and oh it's quarter to quarter to 11 and got down here and it was just like oh wow you know the whole day's gone poured me a bottle of uh oh there's a bug on my whiskey of 1792 small batch um first time having this heard a lot about it uh picked this bottle up in Cookville Tennessee it was Great price down there. It was only 26 bucks. I think this sells for like 40 up here. A little burn to it, but it's good. Uh, a lot of flavor. I love my whiskey. I was drinking the Leaper's Fork last night, which, whew, that's good stuff. And I, I, hate, I hate to drink it all because it would take me a long time to get another bottle. But uh, I don't know. Uh, what do we want to talk about tonight? Uh, I know. Let's talk about my favorite topic. Me, obviously. No, seriously, um, lately, and my wife will probably attest to this, I cannot kill this bug. Um, I've been really crabby. I feel like I have this, like, cloud of irritability hanging over me. And, you know, unfortunately, just like, you know, any other kind of mood, uh, I th- sometimes I-, I would assume we all do this, you know, it'll, it gets the better of me. And I've talked about this before, uh, in therapy and maybe I, I don't know if I've talked about it on here. Like, I don't know. I called like the faces of my anxiety, depression, whatever. There's, you know, there's three of them. There's sadness, aloofness, and kind of like this anger, irritability or irritability. I manage the first two very easily, the sadness and the aloofness, so much so that they rarely ever affect me anymore. Um, I think over the last year, I've really learned the tools to manage them. And I thought for the most part, maybe the anger too, or maybe it had just hadn't showed its face lately, so I hadn't really had to deal with it. You know, and the weird thing of... Like this whole anger, irritability, feeling, black cloud that comes over me. Is there's, I never have an idea of its origins. Like it's sometimes, you know, like people say, wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Or, you know, you're just like, I, sometimes I just, I just wake up crabby. Or it's like I walk into this mist of crabbiness. And now it, it, it's all over me. It's not like I stub my toe or somebody cuts me off and then I'm grumpy for the rest of the day. And, you know, sometimes I think it's fatigue, although I've been sleeping very well, like sleeping comfortably, not tossing and turning. I've always been like a toss and turner. Uh, No weird dreams waking me up, Um, you know, not bathroom breaks or anything. I've just been sleeping good. You know, I thought maybe it was work stuff, Uh, but my job's pretty easy. I get aggravated dealing with people. You know, so that's, but I don't know if that's the 
irritability or if the people, you know, if it one hand washes the other there. And, you know, I, I'm not even sure if it's something else that just manifests itself as anger. I know, all I know is just for like the past few weeks that really, I feel like I haven't been able to shake it, you know, so maybe, maybe for a day or two, maybe for a couple days, but it just like long term, I haven't been able to just like shrug it off. So I thought maybe talking about it on here will help. I, I don't know. And I think the worst part you know, aside from at times, which is really weird feeling like I don't have like control over it, is when it affects other people. Um, you know, with anything you go through, you never really want to be a bother to other people in your life. And, and lately I know it's been a burden. It's been off-putting. I think at times it's made my wife feel like I'm mad at her or, you know, when I'm really just it's like you're struggling, but you don't know what you're struggling with. So you can't really, and, and may, I do a poor job of communicating often at times, you know, and then it becomes like this double sided form of frustration because obviously you're, you're in this funk. And then me personally, I get even more frustrated that I'm in the funk. So it kind of piles on, you know, like I try to dive into it and I'm like, what are you mad about? What is, you know, and then I get frustrated because I'm like, there's no reason to be mad, but you don't feel mad. It's kind of like getting food poisoning when you haven't eaten anything, you know, and it's, I don't know if that's a terrible metaphor, but it just, mm, it, like I said, it just, it piles on and, you know, part of the tools sometimes are kind of to remove myself from everything and just spend some time alone, like sitting down here tonight is, um, you know, I, I guess like a decompression thing. Although, you know, I, I, I was getting mightily frustrated doing the electronic thing. I had, things weren't going the way I wanted didn't to. I was probably tired. It had been a long day. I was doing the most aggravating thing towards the end of my day, which is, you know, I kind of like to do the whole eat the frog, do the worst thing first, and then everything always gets better. I mean, it just, fate didn't have it work out that way, but... You know, I think I personally need to do a better job of talking about it at home. And like I said, I think the biggest issue is, is I don't know what to say. You know, it, it's like, the you know, I, I kind of gave the other more. It's kind of like you have this wound. It's bleeding. But you have no idea how you got it. So maybe at times I put the focus on how it happened as opposed to just trying to stop the bleeding. And then the bleeding gets worse because I'm looking everywhere trying to figure out, well, how did I cut my finger when I, I don't know? And really that's not what's important. What's important is stop the bleeding. You know, and then there's the, I don't know, the easier, lazy explanation. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just fucking crazy. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I am, but like, do crazy people think they're crazy? You know, but there's other times where I'm not sure that I'm not. I just, I guess I just kind of tell myself we're all a work in progress. And that you just kind of get through it day by day. You know, and like I said, it's just frustrating, I guess. Because, you know, the worst part of it is on the other side, I know I'm blessed. I mean, last weekend was a three-day weekend. This was a short week. The weather has been great. Uh, 
I have a great life. So, so really, what is there to be grumpy about? You know, but I also realize it's important to let yourself feel. And I was thinking about something Robert Frost once said, where he said, the best way out is through. And I think that quote or idea applies to so much that kind of when you're in the midst of something, a crisis, a challenging situation or bad place, we can't just stop and turn around. We have to battle and push through and find that safe harbor on the other side. So I guess here's to going through and finding that light on the other side, but not like dying, you know, just like getting through the day, getting through the challenge, the headaches, whatever, you know, life throws at you, the whole what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Literally, this little bug is still flying around. It's driving me fucking nuts. See what I mean? There you go. Something stupid and monotonous driving me crazy. You're going to hear me like throw something in a minute. Uh, you know, realize this tonight when only hockey was on. Summer basically here means that sports is kind of winding down. Unless, of course, you're a baseball guy, which I'm not. I just find baseball too boring and slow, even though they know they got the whole pitch clock thing and games are shorter and it moves faster now. And I'm sure there's nights where I'll, you know, if the Tigers are on, I'm a Detroit Tigers fan, I think we're terrible. And I'd be lying if I told you I can name 10 guys on the team. I, I bet I probably couldn't name five guys. Uh, you know, and then sometimes the Brewers are on or the Cubs and shit. The only Brewer I know is Christian Yelich. Uh, I assume he's still on the team. I think so. You know, but I will say the Brewers here in Milwaukee has a great field. Miller Park or American Family, whatever. It's Miller Park is a great place to take in a game. We saw Morgan Wall in there last month. Uh Eric Church there, you're, it's just a cool venue. Getting in and out of parking sucks balls. You know, and, I, and I've, I've been to Miller Park for quite a few baseball games. I always enjoyed it. Like I said, not a huge baseball guy. But, uh, you know, you got baseball. Uh, NBA Finals started this week. Denver shellacked Miami the other night. Uh, I personally think Denver wins in four or five games. And the Miami Heat Cinderella run through this playoff is finally over. Stanley Cup started tonight. Uh, I believe Vegas won 5-2 over Florida. It's kind of neat. Uh, the Florida Panthers are on a similar run as Miami being an eight seed that played their way all the way to the finals. I believe Florida beat Boston, who was the number one seed <clears throat> in the first round. And that Boston team was like set a record for most points in a season ever. Which as a Red Wing fan, anytime we won the President's Cup, which is having the best record, I feel like we always shit the bed in the playoffs, so I've never put much merit in that. But speaking of the Red Wings, I kinda hope they turn it around and uh you know, are back in being in the hunt for the cup, but yeah, I believe it's about what, one more week and then it's just baseball and I guess golf, maybe NASCAR, until the NFL preseason starts. But I guess, yeah, it's a season of underdogs, you know. Speaking of underdogs, um, a while back, it might have been in the fall, I uh, 
I think I briefly spoke about uh, country, hip-hop, rap, rock artist, uh, Jelly Roll. But if you really want to talk about a guy who beat the odds and keeps beating them, we really have to talk about Jelly Roll. The other night, we watched a documentary on Hulu uh, titled Save Me, uh, same as this episode. Great song. It was a great introspective into the story of this amazingly talented yet very humble artist, um, Born Jason DeFord, 1984, in Antioch, Tennessee, suburb outside of Nashville for my Tennessee folk. I believe that's where the old Hickory Hollow Mall was, or maybe it's still there. I don't know. I've been there in 30-plus years. Um, The youngest of four children, Jelly Roll, Jason, was a kid kind of always trying to find his way, struggling to fit in. Uh, His mother, unfortunately, battled mental health issues and addiction, and this kind of would shape his formative years. Uh, His father worked for a family-owned meat business, you know, but from age 14, Jelly would spend the next 12 years in and out of juvenile facilities, jail, prison. He found himself dealing everything from weed, coke, crack, meth, anything to try to make a dollar. Uh, I believe he had some some run-ins as far as armed robbery or just maybe robbery and um he was you know kind of trying to do anything he could to get out of the rut of poverty which i know it kind of seems ironic but he uh he talked about how his life was just like this vicious circle of poor choices and behaviors and it kind of had him set on a collision course unfortunately with what he described at the time he thought would just be an early death he talks about, uh, in the documentary, finally having an awakening. He's uh, in jail. Uh, I believe this was for a robbery. A guard approached him at the cell, just kind of like, you know, hey, you, come here. And says, hey, you have a baby. And uh, he says from that moment, he began to direct his energy and mind to accomplishing something and making a better life for his daughter and himself. You know, and having a kid does change you. I mean, I think, you know, it's cathartic. It, I can say as a person who spent a majority of his life very selfish, having a kid instantly changes that, and you realize, wow, it's not all about you anymore. But, uh, you know, his road would not be easy. He began rapping, collaborating with other local Nashville hip-hop artists in 2010, You know, it wouldn't be until 2021 when he would start to find mainstream success. As he actually began to sing instead of rap, he joked that nobody in his family could sing, so he just assumed he was a terrible singer. Uh, But in his voice, I think people found truth, something real. You know, the soul and stories from a man who really shouldn't be here. You know, and I think... He talks about along the way how he's battled his own addictions, mental health issues, and he's not afraid to talk about his struggles. And being so genuine and real has made uh, Jelly Roll kind of an icon to so many people who struggle, people who feel broken, people looking for something that makes them feel like they're not alone in this crazy world. Um, I think, you know... I, I hear a lot of, heard a lot of what he was saying. I think about times in my life when you were just like, wow, you know, it's just like 
you just felt like you were knee deep in shit and sinking fast. And there was no reason to think it was going to get better even as much as you wanted and kept working for it. You know, and it, it, it's easy to get down. You know, it's easy to quit and just think, oh, you know, how it is is the way it is and we have no control over this. And the fucking bug is back. But, um, you know, and it really resonated with me, you know, and in a way, you know, some of the documentary and some of the music sometimes is uncomfortable because it takes me back to a place where I just felt like, you know, shit, like, I remember those hollow feelings, that emptiness and thinking, you know, fuck, you know. And, and I didn't have the struggles like he did, but all struggles and low points and darkness in our life, it, it's all relatable, you know, and thinking, you know, you're all alone and, man, you know, it. I wouldn't have believed then that I would have the life I have now. So, you know, I think that's one of the things when I have friends or people I know and they're, you know, it's, it gets better, you know, it, it does. And, you know, sometimes the only way out is through, like I said, so you keep pushing forward. You know, I always talked about failures in my life. I always felt like I failed forward, you know, that I, if, as long as failures didn't knock me back and I was failing as I was moving forward, that you're building something, you know, you're still going in a general direction. It's kind of like slipping as you're running up the hill. You're still trying to go up, you know, you're just slipping a little bit, but you're still fighting. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, and I, I think a cool part of what uh, Jelly Roll was talking, he was talking about his concerts being something like a church service and not in the means of he's trying to deliver salvation or be some kind of Christ-like figure to people. But he was saying, you know, we're, it's a place where people can gather and they feel, you know, share, rejoice, celebrate life, you know, through music and people who hurt, people, you know, who feel broken and uh, kind of just through music celebrate how with just persistence, you know, we can all overcome the demons that try to hold us back, you know. And the strange thing with, like, demons and, you know, they don't really go away. It's just you learn to manage them. It's kind of like an unruly dog. You just get better at putting it on a leash and doing whatever. You know, I, I can't speak for people with substance abuse problems just because I've never had that. Not yet. I'm kidding. I don't mean to make light of that. But, um, you know, I, I would love to see Jelly Roll in concert. I believe he's coming to Summerfest this summer. Uh, we've talked about going. I don't know. Where we are in that, I know that there are a lot of the tickets are like resale tickets because that's pretty much how it works anymore. If you don't get in a presale stub hub or somebody buys it all and you got to buy it from them. That's ah, good whiskey. Jelly Roll achieved its first number one song uh, with Son of a Sinner. I think a lot of people heard it. It actually was written by Ernest. Um, it was his first number one on the country charts. He also had a number one on the rock charts with uh, Dead Man Walking. And I'll be honest, he doesn't have a bad song. The man really has a gift. Uh, if you haven't listened to his 2021 or 2021 release, Ballads of the Broken, I really urge you to do so. Uh, it's an amazing album. I think I've listened to it a zillion times. Uh, Friday... 
yesterday, I guess. He actually released his newest album, Wits at Chapel. And again, uh, I listened to this last night as I was driving. And just a great album. I think he has just this quality in his voice. And it, it doesn't get old, you know. And I think you could just... Like, it, it just seeps into you, you know, it just, like, you absorb it, it's, you know, when it's real, music is amazing, and it can really touch you, and just kind of move you, you know, and it, it, Jelly Roll's good shit. Aside from uh, the two latest releases I mentioned, he actually has 11 other albums and EP that were done independently, there's a huge catalog of his work out there. You know, whether you want the country's portion, the hip-hop, rock, rap, uh, you know, and like I said, the country he's given us now, it, it's all good. He's worked with a ton of people, um, you know, and he's a man haunted by his past and the choices he made as a young man. But the guy is right there in the very community he grew up in trying to help those in the system. Uh, to see and find a way out to give them something to be passionate about. He pledged uh, $250,000 for starters to a juvenile for facility where he actually spent time himself and the money would go towards a music studio as well as uh, training for uh, people wanting to go into the trades. You know, he talked about want, want, just wanting to give people passion, whether it's for music or HVAC, being a plumber, whatever, something they could put their energy to and get it away from gangs or drugs or just that empty feeling that, you know, sometimes drives people to crime and, you know, and they can't find a way out to kind of break that vicious circle for so many people. <sighs> you know, and it was crazy because, like, the more he talked, you know, you realize he's every bit amazing as a person on top of all the talents he has, you know, and he, he seems like the type of guy that truly wants the best for everyone. He's bigger than life, you know, and his heart is even bigger, which is saying a lot. You can find tons of stuff on social media with him sharing moments with his fans, uh, everyday people, you know, just see how touched and genuine he is with every interaction I think this is the quality the quality of man he has he is has really endured him to uh, and endeared him to the country music community as well, you know, which is crazy because he still talks and considers himself an outsider, and you know he is accepted and he's admired and revered by every artist he's crossed paths with, uh, all the while still being a huge fan of country music himself. There's a funny video where he meets Garth Brooks, who's like, you know, he considered one of his heroes. And it's just silly. Like, he could not contain his joy. He, like, gives Garth Brooks, like, the biggest hug and, like, lifts him off the ground. <laughs> and it's just, you know, you're just like, he's just like a big kid. <clears throat> you know, and I was thinking about this when I wrote this. It seems like all too often the only stories we really get on famous people are the crashes, the bad stuff, you know, the meltdowns, the, I think it would be cool to see, to or even just to celebrate more stories and people like Jelly Roll, you know, comeback stories and underdog stories, that's kind of what we need, like, we, we all love an underdog, you know, we like to 
we always, all of us, we always root for the underdog, you know. And I think Jelly Roll kind of makes us see that way. Hey, you know what? We're all going to struggle. We're all going to fall down. You know, we're going to hurt. We're going to lose some. Maybe sometimes we're going to lose way more than we win. But, you know, like I said, it's the moving forward. It's it's not giving up. It's not quitting. It's not rolling over and playing dead. It's not letting the darkness win and just, you know, succumbing to being another statistics because nobody wants to, to be that. And I think, you know, the underlying message he kept saying is that we're all capable of great things. You know, we just have to believe in ourselves, do the work, and find that thing that, you know, we're passionate about and the drive to, to achieve it, to, to get it, to reach for your dreams, you know, and, you know, eventually your dreams become reality. So if anything this weekend, uh, do yourself a favor, go listen to some Jelly Roll, enjoy his music, uh, read about this guy, Watch the documentary. It's on Hulu. It's called Save Me. I think it was done by ABC News. Uh, there's tons of videos on social media about his story or him giving candid interviews. The guy's an open book. Uh, he's amazing. But I, I think if you listen to him, you'll really enjoy his music. If you watch the interviews, you'll really enjoy him as a person. And uh, it, it, like I said, it's cool to see somebody really turn it around and, you know, appreciate everything that's come his way through lots of hard work but uh that's all i got tonight folks um hope you enjoyed like i said as always thank you for listening check out jelly roll um and have a great and safe weekend and uh we'll see you next week